Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of, I'd say the year, but sometimes I don't even know if we do it once a year, once every biannual, like, country bear jamboree. It happens once every 28 days. Okay. But, Drag is the new spandex is back with an all new episode. I feel like I'm on Ricky Lake. I should be a Gushing better hype man. Um, so as you know, I'm oral. Um, yes, you are. And I'm sober. As a matter of fact. Oh, we've got to fix that. <laughs> well, the day is young. We you have got plans for drinking later. I, you know what? And remind me, I need to eat something because I have to be on my best behavior with these catty bitches. That's Pat. Hi, Pat. What's going on? My illustrious producer. Ooh. I love your long hair. It's, it just shimmers and shines in the wind. I did it just for you, Oral. Thank you. It's pert. <laughs> <laughs> pert fresh. Uh, is that a place in Australia? Anyway, we also have Divine Grace with us. Uh, 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 wait, I'm just waiting for the applause. Oh, we we can edit that. That's post. As <laughs> usual, I'm just waiting for the applause. It's so great to be here. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. good to have you back. Right. I know that I stalk you religiously on Facebook and don't contribute anything to anything you I say. I don't but... even know that you exist on Facebook. See, I like to keep it that way. I'm like one of those, like, Remorids that attach to sharks. I just like nibble. Oh my god, that's left. exactly the analogy I was going to mm-hmm, use. That's mm-hmm. amazing. See, because they don't really get eaten by other sharks, and they could just detach. I don't know what happens. I love those annoyads. What are they called? <laughs> Remorids, I think. Remoria, Remoria. Agnes Moorhead. Agnes Moorhead. <laughs> um. So not normally we just have one special guest, but we have two special guests. Divine Grace, take it away! Introduce Jenna! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage at this time, the alluring, 
menthol cool stylings of Jenna the Singing Drag Hag Diva. Take it away, bitch. Hello. How is everyone? Here, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, America's most favorite, most famous, and most belovedly renowned fag hag. <laughs> drag hag on the planet. Because we're not really allowed to say that word, are we, drag? No, they like to call me a fruit fly and all this madness. I'm a no, fag no, no, hag. No, 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 we're not allowed to say drag. <laughs> right, right. So you, so are, we have to say you are a connoisseur of gender Yes, yes. In the uh, bear community, I'm a Goldilocks, and I'm fine with that. I think that's genius, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I really do love that. That one I would be called, and I'm fine being called that. <laughs> so you should have been a bumblebee instead, because that's they're always true. swarming around the honey. That is true. This is true story. <laughs> well, we also know that bears are sticky. So Very. Very. I'm sorry, no one else. Why is everybody looking at me? Yeah, the <laughs> token bear because of the smell. <laughs> I'm always interested by people who get like kind of like sucked in the drag. You're just like walking down the street one day and just like, oh, what is this gorgeous woman who kinda looks like a man? <laughs> I really feel like this person has a lot of fun and I want to be right next to them. So, Jenna, tell me, what was your story like? My story actually started in 90... Well, it actually started out of the womb just because <laughs> anything I've ever liked has been over the top. I am a Boy George fanatic. I am a, I am a lover of all things extravagant, over the top, bizarre. I, I'm one of those. So out of the womb, I loved it all. I, I grew up, my grandmother, um, who's 92 years old now, just in April, she's awesome, but she's Congrats. my best friend. She was all about Liberace. She saw him several times. I was obsessed with him as a child. Well, if that ain't the kiss of death, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, and so that all of that started it up, but the real thing that started it up was at 15 and a half, I moved from LA, I'm originally from California, to North Carolina and I met my at the time best friend in high school and he was we were in our basement and we used to do these little movies and all this just buffoonery as I call it but we were down there one night and we were like he was like I have to talk to you and he is like and you know he did the full yeah. on you know I'm I'm gay but I'm also you know really interested in drag and I was in heaven I just, <laughs> yeah I was just in heaven and then it just started and we had friends that introduced us to Divine and that whole movie, John Waters, and just it just progressively um, got... I never did a movie with John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> you should say you did. It just looks better. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm not. I'm not opposed to eating dog shit. <laughs> oh, you were talking about. Oh, you were talking about Divine, Divine without a last yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So what had happened was the drag career started because he was very interested. Mm -hmm. So we, the first time that he ever got in drag, we, his mom let us use her JCPenney credit card. This is a true story. Is this Dustin? Yes, this is, this is, she's Vicky because she's a transsexual woman now. But, um, Congrats she, to her. She's fabulous. She's her hot drag. now too. She's yeah, fucking she's delicious. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, wait, I have to back up a second before, so you all have somebody to relate to this person. She is actually, she actually has a part in the Disney TV, uh, Disney movie Heavyweights about the fat camp. Which, which part? She's, if you look in the credits, it's Blob Master. 
that is her. <laughs> oh, that jumps off the high. Yes, I, I have that movie babysat well, me. Well, let that me tell you, she. Uh, you wait until you see her now. I'm so like, cause oh, she was. Go ahead. I, I, no, I'm you're okay. No, you're okay. She's she's be- she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Um, I, I, how this all came, you know, is that she, she came to me and I was totally excited. I couldn't want it more, but I'd never been, I mean, I'd never been to a gay bar or any of that. I was 16 years old. I was Mm -hmm. like 15 and a half, whatever. And so I, we were chewing at the bit and we're like, how are we going to do this? Well, she's like, give me your JC. We got the JC Penny credit card. We went to our local JC Penny that was in the Blue Ridge Mall, which is like the tiniest little mall. Their anchor store was Kmart. I mean, come <laughs> on. So we go in. He buys, honey, it was a lot of look. He buys like a blouse, a midi blouse with like this long skirt that he cut off and, and this red, I will never forget it. Red, what am I trying to say? This red. House coat, house coat. So we and a house coat. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He did a lot of naked dragging. Hey, I've seen days. the one. The first time I ever saw him live, <laughs> he had two red electrical tape crosses over his titties, over his nipples, because <laughs> he had boobs as a guy, <laughs> and then a thong, and, and an audience going, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh, oh my god," and throwing money at him, and then screaming for him because he was completely unabashed. He didn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He'd come out in a snakeskin costume. And it was, everyone was like, it was, it was, you know, there was sort of like Divine. It was yeah. one of those events where you saw, and he was good, too. He was funny, and he was fearless. So part of you wanted to rally behind him, and then the other part of you was sort of embarrassed for him, not because of anything necessarily he was doing. You were embarrassed for him because you could never and doing such a thing. Exactly. He had balls. <laughs> and he didn't give a shit. He'd be out there, you know, sweet transvestite with fucking, you know, duct tape over his nipple and a thong shaking his shit. And you'd be like, well, that's so horrendously gorgeous. That's so <laughs> tragically beautiful. And then that's how he built his, his brand. He was good, too. He oh, yeah. Good. He was sharp on a mic. He was really, really good on a mic. But he was in band and did flag corps and the whole business when we were in school. He was, and he was sharp as a tack. Like he could do comedy, acting, dancing. I mean, he had it all. But we were, we were, you know, fast friends. We were very close. We did everything together. And my best friend, who's my goddaughter's mother, we were like the three musketeers. We did it all. Mm -hmm. So basically we got to where we were 18 and we were like, we, the minute I turned 18, we were gone. And scandals was the big game bar we knew it, and that's when Divine and I met. Divine was the first queen that, one of the first queens I ever met. Mm. It was Divine, and it was Aurora Borealis. And I remember the first time I ever saw Divine, I was like, how in the hell is Divine from here? Because we were in North Carolina. I was like, there is no way in the world that Divine is from here. I was like, she is so brilliant. I was so mesmerized. I, I just couldn't get over it. And I could not believe it. And then I found out, you know, he had aspirations of going to New York at that time. And he was very much involved in theater and the whole biz. But I got heavily involved in drag. And um, I have judged pageants for like 20 years. I've been involved in it for a really, really long time. Um, I love drag. I love the art of female impersonation. Um, I absolutely love pageantry. I'm deep in. I love it. Okay, so I I, <laughs> I highlighted 
two things. One, I too love Boy George. Live the Boy George. Church of the Poison Mind. I'm just like, if I if I ever get to live to see this performed, I will I, I will literally shit myself to death. And Boy George almost came to town years ago. But I don't remember I don't know if you remember this. Remember when uh, he applied for a travel visa. Yes, and, and he, got, he denied. got denied. He got denied. I just watched a documentary about that not too long. Ago. I remember seeing <laughs> Boy George and the New Culture Club banner at the Hard Rock. I'm just like, I am fucking going, going. and I'm I conscripted people to go with me. They're like, or I don't even. Know. I'm like, we're fucking going. <laughs> and what happened? They uh, revoked. Yep. Yeah, I I read the news article. I'm like, this is a bullshit. Come on, we let literally drug dealers, sex offenders. I know, and they wouldn't let him in. Like, oh, oh God, what? I saw that buffoonery in New York and yeah. his situation. But uh. I'll tell you, like, I have been obsessed. I saw him in '97 mm. with Howard Jones and um, oh, what was the other band? There was another great '80s band. But I actually am seeing him in a week. I'm seeing him on the 11th, which is what a few days. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing him in Atlanta. So. I am really, really excited. And the mo- the most exciting news ever, though, ever for me, because I'm such a Boy George fanatic, is that he, I opened my email one day mm. and he's following me on Twitter, which oh, I gagged. Gosh. I know that's not a big thing, but to me, it when was When you big get thing. a major yeah, follow, I was like, <laughs> it is the end all be all. <laughs> I gagged on that pretty good. <laughs> Listen, I got excited when Dev followed me yeah. on Twitter. I know. Dev is nowhere near as, as, you know, as established as Boy George. So trust me, I completely understand. I had a really good time finding that out. I know it's not a big deal. We don't know each other. We don't, you know, talk. But I I really found that to be such a great thing for me because I love him. No, yeah. once you when you mutually follow somebody on Twitter, you instantly become best friends. It was you awesome. can put that on your resume. <laughs> best friends with Boy George. We follow each other. Put a screenshot. Right. It was I think awesome. It works. I had a great time finding that out. It was it was good. Now I'm super yeah. jealous. No. The second thing that I I remember is that I have always wanted to go, and I said wanted to in past tense because Las Vegas didn't make it a national like like a state monument, and it's a treasure. I've always wanted to go to the Liberace Museum in Vegas. I have always wanted to go, and you know what happened with that? Here's a little backstory in that they they screwed the entire thing up. It's gone now. Yeah, which breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I am the biggest fan ever. And the good thing, though, is his home was resold three different times. And just this past year, this guy from Germany bought his house again. And he redid the entire thing. It looks identical to the way the original house was. He bought a whole bunch of the artifacts. He bought a whole bunch of his clothes back into the the house. And so now the house is is going right back to where it became. Okay. And the Moroccan room, he's replacing all of that beautiful tile in the Moroccan room. And he's he's redoing the entire thing, and it's beautiful. If you look on YouTube, you can see the entire house. He's redone it all. Thank you for that. You just keep giving me gifts. No, gifts I just, of joy. I was so I cried over it because I was so devastated that they would not keep up with Raj's house. I find that really hurtful. Like it hurt my soul because I love him so much. I mean, and like he he was, I think the like in the time of like. Liberace and Paul Lynn were just like, you know, here we are, America, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to those of you who know. And they just like had this huge like 
wait, wait, that's not how I remember that at all. What? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I remember Wink Wink Nudge Nudge from Paul Lind, but Liberace's faggoty ass was the one saying, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, of course it was a kiss of death for your career, but that was the, you know, I remember being a child, seeing him on Lawrence Welk and, you know, that whole bit when, Lawrence Welk. That's the thing that PBS tries to get me to buy when I when I donate money. Think of uh, Kristen Wiig with tiny hands and a snaggle tooth. Okay. Yeah, that's Lawrence Welk show. But he was uh, he was fantastic. But I just remember as a kid, you know, I remember watching Boy George and hearing the word faggot a lot. I mean, I don't know what that is, but I identify. Better keep keep that pretty quiet. And then you've got. Liberace going, no, I'm a ladies' man, and da 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 da, and you're, and even as a child, before I even knew what sex was, I was like, oh, he's a faggot. <laughs> that bird is a liar. Did you see the the TV movie? No, behind the candelabra. Let me tell you something. It was extraordinary piece of film. Uh, Michael Douglas, uh, uh, Matt Damon. On top of their game, the production was incredible. The look of that film was incredible. It was HBO. When HBO makes a made-for-HBO movie, watch mm. it. I agree. Just watch it. If you, have you seen uh, Angels in America? Yes. All right. So it's that it's that sort of same. St- it feels like it came from the same people. Okay. It is incredibly done. Debbie Reynolds. It had that had that been released in the movie theaters as they had additional uh, originally wanted it to, but they thought, well, it's too gay; people aren't going to see it. Debbie Reynolds would have won an Academy Award I, I totally for Best Supporting Actress. You, I mean, she's under a lot of prosthetics as Liberace's mother. You'd never know it's Debbie Reynolds, but I, she was unbelievable. Like it was so good. Uh, Michael Douglas as Liberace, watching a scene of Michael Douglas taking it up the ass by Matt Damon is worth <laughs> an award by itself because the whole thing was believable and awkward and at no point did it come across as, well, this is just bad movie making. Mm, I agree. I felt like that it was Rob Lowe. spot on. Yeah, Rob Lowe was amazing. Rob Lowe plays, plays Liberace's um, uh, plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon, and they've got him snatched so far tight that he can't close his eyes when he sleeps. <laughs> it's brilliant, and he was hilarious too. It was, it was really, really well done. The same people who did that, uh, who did behind the candelabra, though, the same production uh, people are working on a new movie, a new biopic, uh, or a moment in the life of this certain star, and they're doing it with. Um, uh, Harvey Firestein is writing the script. Same production as oh, I trust. No, you give me a side eye. No, no, I trust Harvey Firestein after Kinky Boots. He True. knows his. He knows what he's doing. Same production company and same producers as Behind the Candelabra. Um, except this time they're doing a movie about uh, Mae West. Really? And guess who's playing her? Who? Bette Midler. Oh, well, sign me up. Yeah. Right? Sign me up. Same people who did Behind the Candelabra are now doing a biopic on 
Mae West. And I thought, well, she's played Bat- Bat Miller's played Mae West for 40 years anyway. Might as well <laughs> let her actually say she's doing. You know, she received a cease and desist. From the she's, estate? She sang uh, Come Up and See Me Sometime on her first appearance on the Johnny Carson show. And Mae West said Bat Miller a cease and desist. <laughs> So the irony is not lost on me that she's playing the old bitch. I'm going to try to get this trade back on a track, but it's not going to happen. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even drunk. I haven't had one drop of booze in the my life. The lies. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. What? <laughs> but why? You know what? I really was worried about getting here on time. I've been working these plantation shifts at work. And um wow, I'm not sure how I feel about a black man saying that in Orlando, Florida. I can say it. They, look, we've t- we've been put under a lot. We've been taken from and appropriated from. So I can appropriate Wait, certain words too. So do you wait tables? I do not. What do you do? I am a manager at a comic book store called A Comic oh, that's, Shop. Oh, yay. That's right, well, fun. So if I come in and say I purchase... I don't know, a uh, X-Men comic book. Mm-hmm. Can I give you, how much are those going for, by the way, nowadays? Um, I remember when they were. So Back in most, the 1900s, I remember. Most when there were X-Men titles, well, most books either retail for two ninety nine, which is three eighteen plus tax included, three ninety nine, which comes up to four twenty five. Uh-huh. Uh some are four ninety nine, some are seven ninety nine if it's a big you know, um, to oil, do that sounds very rich for my taste. <laughs> How do you feel about me coming in and taking one of those comic books and promising you oh, I don't know, forty acres and a mule? You know <laughs> I probably would I'd head just go with it, damn it. Well, can I, don't make me hit you. I do want um I do want to say something. We were just at a comic um book. We were just at a comic con not too long ago, and my best one of my best girlfriends she bought a the first edition with the Rogue's first um, appearance? And, appearance, and it mm-hmm. was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I know some of them can be. Wait, was that Avengers Annual number ten? I don't know the number, and I'm not, not sure. Yeah, but no, it is. That's yeah, like the only first appearance I could actually. Yeah, like. the first appearance. Yeah, she was Avengers really. A, she was like, Jenna, oh my god, and say I like X Men, but I'm not big into it. And I was like, Oh god, this must be the holy grail of books for rogue fans. Like, yeah, and I hate to interrupt her and, and sort of switch gears, but just quickly, let's please do this again. Get together before either before or right after, probably right after. Oh, that'd be fantastic. No. We need this to do year, we, we need to do a video a segment fun. at MegaCon Absolutely. and then sit down and talk about it afterwards. Can I tell you yeah, how just bitter I was when I saw your poison ivy and here I you and your joker and it here I am sick. fucking working at the shop while everyone's just high stepping without me. It was sick. I had a good time. Okay, so Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to you. Back to general ladies and gentlemen. So we went off the track again. So Oral can never blame it on the alcohol ever again after this episode. <laughs> this mic works. So you you turn eighteen, correct? And you get on the bus with a one way ticket and a dream in your hand <laughs> and your your belief, and you're just like, and I'm in the big city. The bus takes off. You grab the back of your hat. Your hair is swinging in the wind, and where are you? 
Um, well, I went to Asheville, which is like the gay well, mecca well, well, of the South, yeah. but it was, yeah, I'm not a fan of, oh boy, this isn't going to go over well with some viewers, but I'm not a fan of North Carolina, nor am I a fan of Asheville, <gasps> North Carolina. Um, not a fan, not a fan. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? My target home state. The home state of What's North Carolina. What's not to like, Jenna? Mm, not a fan, no, not no, a fan. No, tell me, tell me, Miss, Miss knows everything. What is wrong with my home state? What's wrong with your home state is, is that on every corner... Oh, it's the illiteracy, I guess. <laughs> yes, it, that's part of it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, that's sorry. part of it. I'm done. Oh, it's the pedophilia. Oh, no, no. It's okay. No, no, I understand. No, go ahead. No, tell me more. No, it's fucking... Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's redneck horrible. Motherfucker. Horrible. Out. Horrible. I want out bad. And if I had the money, I'd be out on a one-way trip. But I have to give... I have to say this. I would not know Chad if, I, if it weren't for that. So I'm happy about that. I would not know my you friend know, Vicky. I think you highly underestimate my Facebook and, presence. And I would not, <laughs> I would not, I would not have, I would not have, you know, been involved in drag as heavily, I don't think, if I wouldn't have went into that opportunity. Just because I did learn everything I know from that environment. I learned, I have, I have a very, like, I have a part in my heart that is really, for the beginning years the beginning years were happy for me mm -hmm. and i enjoyed that time and i learned a lot and i have i will always take that with me that was my home bar i give them that but that's it you know that's i've moved on as they say and i'm yeah, into I have a part in my heart too that has become very hard well i don't want to say hard it's become very hardened i have a hardened uh artery um i think maybe it has something to do with my diet too <laughs> My heart is hardened by <laughs> North Carolina and by gravy, I guess. By Maybe so. And quarter flush? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, but, swallow your tears also? <laughs> no, but now I've moved past that. I mean, I'm there, but I don't, I don't go out there. Mm. I moved past that, and I'm doing mostly traveling. So now I'm doing like Charlotte, Atlanta. I have a very big home base at, let me do a little shout out at Scorpios in Charlotte. I love my family there. I consider them my really my family in North Carolina. Um, I love the other bars in North Carolina. I love the bars in Raleigh, Wilmington. Um, I have a good time there. I love Atlanta. Um, I miss the old Atlanta scene. I miss the Backstreet scene. Mm -hmm. um, I do miss that scene. Um, I miss Charlie Brown. I miss that entire 90s scene. But I've moved on and I do, you know, I do enjoy pageantry. I do enjoy going to different venues, watching drag across the country. It's fun. Well, how did you get into, I mean, obviously you're, you're stamping yourself with like drag queens. You're there. Yeah. Like as kind of like Uatu the watcher, like you see all, maybe sometimes you don't interfere and then you're like, ah, eh, fuck it. This is really fun. Let's do this shit. <laughs> like how, like what was your first pageant like? Um, oh my goodness. The first pageant for me was, was magical. I saw, drag as something that i had always just i want to do it to this day like mm. i want to do that that is my like i would die to be able to be a drag queen i think that is the most 
I don't know. I just find it the most. I don't know what it is, but first pageant I was at was like a Miss Scandals or a Miss, you know, one of the bar, local bar mm-hmm. pageants. And there were maybe nine contestants or somewhere in that. And I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved costuming. I loved the performing. I loved the the makeup. I loved the hair. I just loved the eleganza, as I like to say. I mm. loved it. And it just is something that I have loved as a child, and I love it now. <laughs> On that I'm note, sorry. he's so taken with his story that he just he's, he's so taken. I, no, I I can totally relate to that because I remember. I can totally relate to that because I I remember my first gay bar was here in Orlando because that's where I was raised, um, and it was the Parliament House. And my friend wanted to be a sexy witch that Halloween, which is ridiculous. And, uh, I, I wanted to go with something like really aggressive because I was coming out of the closet as bisexual. And, <laughs> and, and I really just didn't care anymore. And so we found this. Um, I'm going to put on some boas and some high heels because I'm, uh, uh bisexual. <laughs> So I, I I decided that we should take this dark fairy costume, and she took the dress, and I took the wings and the wand, and I put glitter in my goatee and and my eyebrows, um, and I as all bisexuals do. Yes, and I walked into <laughs> Parliament House, and when I sat down, once I got stuck in a lawn chair, um, <sighs> and I I remember seeing as you do. I remember seeing. My first drag show, I'm just like, this is, this is amazing. You can do this and people hand you money? They must be the richest people ever. Those are, wait, wait, wait. Those are awfully big words from a black bisexual who is okay with being called a dark fairy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Greg, thanks a lot. You are welcome to the circus. (laughs) Um, so like I I remember I remember seeing I think I think it was Darcel. It probably was Darcel. She's been well, wait, there. Wait, wait, was it 1812 cuz it could have been Darcel. <laughs> no, go ahead and I'm a time traveler. Um <laughs> what did Lee Shannon look like in her 50s? <laughs> <laughs> so I That was six paces ago. How are we oh. supposed to remember this? I remember Yikes. <laughs> I remember the first time where you thought, like, oh my God, like, this is, this is where I need to be. That's before I even started drinking. Cause, you know, Parliament House, they got a little strict. Hey, what year was this? Oh gosh. This was 2004? Jesus Christ. I was performing. I was, when I was touring as a young uh, faglet, or I'm sorry, draglet, dragletti. <laughs> oh, you were part of the dragletti. I, um, I was performing there back in the 1900s. Hey, <laughs> Webber Sever, in my day, we liked our dark fairies black <laughs> and screaming, get off me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're such a baby. You're such a little. You're such a child. I am. I am about to turn thirty. Oh, oh my! Jesus and I'm taking stock of my life. 
and it's not exactly where I thought it would be. So I'm going on a seven-day cruise. And if I don't come back, it's because I either A, decided to stay, or B, pitch myself over the, the bow. Like, I just... It's understandable. <laughs> 30s, bro. I thought I was going to be in my 20s forever. Or at least that early. So you saw these drag performers. You know, they were the richest people in the world. Yes. Caviar dreams and champagne wishes for everyone. I'm really fucking up the storyline for everybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. So, like, so I, I, to round back, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you in behind the magic, we're rounding back like 45 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> um, so you see your first pageant. You meet up with Divine. Um, yes. You're having a blast painting the town taupe. <laughs> and um are you like like helping them like style yeah. and hair and makeup and- no <laughs> yes <laughs> or no they're helping me learn how to do makeup and style <laughs> and hair because you can't do hair never could do hair but i help dress i did a lot of the dressing like helping with go get cocktails i was the fetch girl i, I was you know which i had no problem doing i loved it i loved that job I helped, you know, bring in things. I helped dress. I helped, you know, if they need to turn in their music to the DJ, you know, go get a cocktail. Helped out. I had fun. And it was a good time. And I learned a lot. But please don't diminish yourself. Like, what, something you have to understand is and when you get into drag badge and that sort of thing, you have dressers, you have dancers, <laughs> and then you have hags. <laughs> and she wasn't really a hag. She was more of a dresser or more of a hag turned dresser. But... Those little things, go grab a drink. Um, it's never go grab a drink. <laughs> it's, you remember, it's a yes, it's a pageant, so and right. every drag queen is like high octane, and they're, they're, uh, freaking out because they're nervous. And it's, I need this and this, and then inevitably it becomes, if he goes from go get me a drink to sew me into a gown in such a yes. way that you don't see a scene. Yes. Cut me out of that seam so I can quickly, in three seconds, so I can get into a fucking dance number costume quickly. Meanwhile, the, the drag queen is raising hell and pitching a fit, and <laughs> you're too slow, and oh my god, because their, their octane is really high at the moment. It's The trick is just to put it on a spot and be like, Bitch, I know where you live. Shut your mouth. I'm going to cut you out of this or I'm going to cut your spine. We can make this an epidural if you don't shut up. And then that's how you started. Yes. And then that's actually, you know what's funny? That's how you finished. Yeah. (laughs) True. So, Jenna. Okay. So you've been through and you've seen a lot in the pageant world. I have. And that was actually, we met... About a year and a half ago, two. two? Oh yeah. my god! Cheers. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it goes by quick, huh? Yes, because <laughs> Michael, who was a mutual friend of ours, um, uh-huh. was helping me put together our Stonewall Idol competition. Exactly. Boy, oh, oh no! <laughs> I had fun Boy. at that. <laughs> it, it, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was the only one. You and um, you and um, Jesse's girl. What the fuck is his name? No. No. <laughs> uh, who the guy that sings Jesse's Rick girl? Springfield. Rick Springfield. Because uh, the guy that wrote. Oh, yeah. I yeah. swear to God, he, he so reminded me of Rick Springfield. It was uncanny. 
and then Scott Carter. Um, <laughs> so Michael was Michael wanted to have some celebrity guest judges, and he was like, "I've got this friend. She Aww, is fantastic. She's amazing." Uh, and I'm like, "Sure." I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be great to have her have her come down." So you were one of our judges at the finale. Yes, our live finale. Live finale. <laughs> um, and we've we've kept in touch since. Yes, and I, that was fan. Yeah, it's been fantastic. So you. And we've talked about like Chantal Roche, who Correct. like was one of the first queens that we instantly like bonded over, right? <laughs> yeah, and then just started kind of rifling off names, and it was like, okay, you know, I work in a Parliament House, I've seen a bunch of queens come through, you know, the RuPaul's Drag Race variety right. for the most part. But I mean, like, uh, like this weekend when we're recording, Asia Black is our right. with us all weekend because that's awesome. Giselle is. I um, love Asia Black. Yeah, no, she's oh, fantastic. Asia's fantastic. amazing. Um, her family, she comes from really good stock. Um, her family, like, um, is very very popular in North Carolina. She's got oh, okay. a big following. Um, her daughters, some of her girls, are say amazing. About Asia Black. Oh, I'm sorry. I've known Asia Black just since Orlando. Since I moved to Orlando. Yeah. And she's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and she's uh, in or out of like full costume because she's she's just really very real. Yes, um, that's a big old woman. That is a big titted, sassy, sexy woman, and there is something about her I find amazingly attractive. Yeah, it's. it's I don't amazing. know what it is about Asia, <laughs> but I'm like. Hey girl, yeah, <laughs> and it's absolutely it's gorgeous. like well, of course she, but but I'm not attracted to titties and cunt oh, and all that. No, She's, no. There's something about the way that she handles herself. There's something about her personality that I'm just like. Ooh. She has an energy and an aura about her, and gorgeous eyes. He's, but oh, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous and oh, it's eyes. her eyes too. That's gorgeous true. Eyes. But Asia, and, you look oh, at it, and yeah. I feel, I feel, I'm not even sure. Maybe we need to out i'm not even sure that i should say this out loud on a recording but i the sometimes i'll watch asia talk to me and i get the impression that sometimes i'll look at her and think damn what did you look like as a guy (laughs) that's the truth and i'm like there's something very sexy about her as a woman and i thought what the fuck were you like as a boy the the black family no the black family are beautiful. I mean, Malaysia um, is amazing. Her gowns are going for big money now. She's doing a lot of costume making. She's known in the pageant circuit. They're really known for their, their drag and their costume making and all of this and that. And I know um, my friend Timmy, our friend Timmy back home is one of, um, tried drag for a little while, but is part of like their family and what have you. And I'll tell you, they're amazing. They're great. Well, great entertainers. The funniest part about Asia, we'll get back to what my question was in a minute. Oh, sorry. You know, no, 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 so it's fine. Sorry, we, just so go, we go on these little. This is what drag is in Hispanic. It's a rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asia comes from Rochester, so yeah. she goes back with Darian Lake and Pandora Box. And on top of that, I don't even know if Brian realizes this. Uh, my friend Kendall, mm-hmm. when he did drag, he was part of that family. Oh, very nice. That whole group of them. He went by Orgasmatron at that oh, point. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's this, really this, cool. This big old bear dude, like you see him now, and you just would not <laughs> even it. imagine. But back in the day, much skinnier, did drag and went by, went by that. That's hot. And not this. I I worked with Asia this weekend, but the last time I was I was uh-huh. um I filled in as the DJ right. and the announcer, and Asia was part of the um, part of the cast, and I was like, oh yeah, every time I see you, I always it always 
dawns. I mean, I always remember that you know you're you're from Rochester. You came you came up in Rochester, mm-hmm. and you, you know you were friends with Darian, or you came right, with Darian right. and Pandora. And I'm like, and and my dad friend. How funny. <laughs> and, she, and, I, and I say Kendall. And she's like, what? And I'm like orgasmatron. She's like, oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh no, but she she is absolutely she's a joy to work with. And I I don't know her personally. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say I can't say one single negative word about Asia Black and I have never once heard a negative word about her either. She is She's one of those queens that's performed for a hot minute and everybody just seems to agree that she's kind of fabulous. Yeah. And she is. Yeah, I've seen her perform. Like she brings it. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. I can't say enough about I can't say enough about Asia Black. I'm a big fan. And I will tell you, it is hysterical when um Darcel will have Darcel has her funny moments. She has her moments where you're like Darcel always <laughs> has truly like she truly always has some funny moments. Yeah. Um but it it always it always tickles me when I'm working and Asia is part of the cast because you know their her whole the whole tagline they use is the hardest working woman in show business <laughs> and there are points where Darcel will go on like at 7 a.m. she woke up and she she put on her her outfit and she did a show <laughs> uh she did a show at the at the old folks home and then at nine o'clock Warren went over to the 408 expressway and worked at the toll booth and put on a show there for the <laughs> funny <laughs> and she'll like she will 10 different things like you know she did a show with us at, at seven and then at 10 and then she's doing one now here at midnight. And then at 2 o'clock, she's going to be down to the Wawa doing another show. <laughs> down at the Wawa. <laughs> She'll list off like 10 different things. And it's it's literally like the funniest thing. But okay. So back to, back to what I was asking you. So you've been in this, you've been in this pageant world, the drag world. Um, what has been, and I know that I'm sure that in your extensive drag, singing drag hag diva career, there have been tons of like great pageant and drag stories, but in the pageant world, what what's one of those memories of those moments that sticks out in your mind that you know whenever you talk to anybody about this? And I mean, because our our listeners are you know they like to hear right. <laughs> all these different the the behind the scenes stuff is really what kind of gets everybody. Because when you're at a pageant, you see what's on the stage, and people exactly. get up there, they do their talent, they do their evening gown, they do this, and that's fine. But, but then the behind the scenes, just <laughs> yeah. two queens enter, one queen leaves. Right. Thunderdome. <laughs> what is, what's something that like? What's one of your most favorite like pageant moments? Um. Oh boy, I don't know that. I know this sounds weird because I've been doing that forever. My, I don't know if I could say my most favorite pageant moment, but I could say my favorite drag moment. Oh, well, that's fine. My favorite drag moment was working for Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny is my idol, and working for her was Lady Bunny my... is a whore. <laughs> Lady, B- <laughs> Lady Bunny is a whore. That She's was... an evil, rotted booger whore. I hate her out. She dies. Who also gives you a 1099 miscellaneous. <laughs> Not so far back. No, she's a whore. She's a whore out. She dies. Gone. Side note, Lady Bunny. <laughs> no, I that was my finest moment. I was very, very nervous. It was very, very interesting the entire event. But I, I really never thought that could happen, and I was very honored. And it was my finest moment. I really can't say enough about how much I love Lady Bunny, and I feel really grateful for that moment. So your finest moment in drag was wrangling. Lady Bunny. Yes. Yeah. That's understandable. That's understandable. 
that was my fi- that was my finest moment. But as far as pageantry goes, I probably I support everybody. I truly love so many people, and I even give credit to people who maybe except they don't for except credit, for Manhattan. Oh Lord! No, we didn't word. say that. I'm sorry, Manhattan. If you're listening, <laughs> she loves you. <laughs> but yeah, they. I. I don't. I want to say that my favorite pageant moment is probably when, as a young person, as a young person, my favorite pageant moment was when Vicky won her first crown because it was, it was like our first hurrah as they say and i felt really happy about that moment because i made her dress and she was eveline from the whiz and i helped make her dress and it was a junk dress literally and it's so funny because i worked at hardy's which is i don't know if you guys have that but <laughs> Talk about junk. Shop, and we used all their cups and plates and crap and yeah. it was a lot of fun and we we put a hula hoop in the bottom and made it don't it, nobody bring, bring me no curly fries go back but then we did like oil funnels for her boobs and she had slinkies that shot out into the audience because she would turn around right. and the slinkies oh, would shoot oh out. Oh, God. It was quite dramatic and fun and it was fun to build. And the whole thing was played by ladies on the star of station screen, Miss Tisha Campbell. No? <laughs> no, no, it was played by no, but she got a little sleep. bar crown, and it was fun, and it was, I was 18 years old, so it meant the world to me that something that I put time into, you know, had. Yeah, and then we almost did it for you, bitch. <laughs> yes, yeah, wah, wah. There's literally a gigantic box in my mother's basement full of the most ridiculous garbage you've ever seen in your life, like slinkies and hula skirts and, <laughs> like, just a ton of garbage. That we were going to build this garbage dress out for Jenna, but she turned her back on me and right. now I'm just stuck. Now Looking like queen, a hoarder of garbage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this queen turned her back on it. Chad got MRSA. It was laid up in the hospital. Thanks a lot. I really prayed. No, it wasn't MRSA. It was, um, well, let's just say it. Let's just make it public. <laughs> I have crabs. <laughs> For decades? I've had it for decades. Well, you don't you feel them now? I've been sitting on the sofa for a minute. <laughs> don't you feel the click clack? No, but I would really like to appreciate it. I just want to go out on here and say I love you and it's good to see you again and I'm really happy that you could announce to the entire free world that I have Marissa. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Well, listen, you know what happens when you don't treat Marissa, right? <laughs> you got a spider bite. No, it wasn't you a spider bite. It was Marissa. Race. And almost win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When she said that, I was like, "Really? You're just going away?" And you're. No, he tried. He tried. He was going to make all this stuff, and we tried to do it. But this queen was supposed to do all this, make my gown, make my do my hair, and all of this stuff, and never helped me. And then was like, "Well, where's Chad?" And I'm like, "Chad is ill. If you cared at all about Chad, you would know where Chad is." But it got, it was very wrong, and he left me with nothing. Brings me a gown that had three stones on it. It was a lot of things. It was a mess, and yeah, that's that chestnut in a nutshell. Because everybody knows three stones. Yeah, it didn't work. Mm, that does not work. Hair that was a lot of things, and yeah, it was a lot. I'm still enamored by the junk dress from the Wiz. I, I want you to know, 
Wait, did I go- you see who's playing her in the new version? Mary J. Blige. I don't know whether to rejoice or to be a little upset that it wasn't Monique. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to say, no, she's got the... Ooh, but Monique. No, Tashina Arnold played her on Broadway for a hot minute. True. Or off-Broadway. And I can understand I that that expression of Eveline. Mm-hmm. But, you know, growing up in the 80s, I just expected her to be gigantic and imposing and disgusting. And when I think of Mary J. Blige, I don't think of gigantic, imposing, or disgusting. I think of, like, fierce drag diva bitch. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's Mary. I love Mary J., so I'm sure she can bring it. But I sort of wanted, it's sort of like, it's sort of like Sherry Renee Scott's version of Ursula in Little Mermaid. Mm. I want a fat ass, big, hateful bitch to take, to take control. I want them, like you, to be intimidated and to be like, intimidated by their size. I want that. I don't want fucking I don't want Gwyneth Paltrow saying don't nobody bring me no bad news do, 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 do. <laughs> fuck that shit I want to don't nobody bring me so, yes ma'am yes ma'am I'm sorry <laughs> I went up I work overnight at our comic store because we have a bar in it where we sell beer wine why, why am I not living with you it, uh, <laughs> and these kids come in and they're having a blast, and I am miserable because it is no. Let, let's pull behind the curtain, shall we? I'm miserable because it's Friday night. All my friends are like, "Hey, we're going out to dinner. We're going to see this show. We're going to the movies." Or, oh, girl, what you do? I'm working. I'm working. So why are we not making uh, 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 making where you work a venue on Friday nights for us gay nerds? Well. Friday nights is karaoke. Uh, what? Nerdy karaoke. Oh. Uh, well, but if you, you want go. a nerdy gay venue, look, That's it why used to be run happening. by two and a half gays. <laughs> My boss would be the half. He's touched a lot of male genitalia in his Listen, life. according to him, as long as you have not had a dick inside of you, it's not gay. Oh my god, I'm such a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, as I was saying, at night when it comes to like one fifteen, and I know I've got forty five more minutes with these bitches, Eveline comes out, and when I walk up to the door to turn on the lights, I said, "Don't nobody bring me, no man." I said, "Don't, don't you bring me," and then I do that gospel like shake. Oh yeah, I got it. I don't actually say all these things because they don't know. But oh, do they laugh at you or do they use the N word? Well, they don't laugh as I read them the filth and that. Um, well, it is Orlando. It is. But yes, yeah, like don't, don't nobody think- bring me. Get out! Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You guys so- can leave when you want to. Shut up, man. So, um, you took pageant world by storm as as a judge wait wait no i feel like perhaps we need to be focused go ahead girl go ahead <laughs> and, 
<laughs> talking in the mic. I feel like I'm a bad influence. Should I just go out into the living room no, maybe for no, a while? Uh, you, you go rub a cat on You your travel toe. the country telling queens they're in or they're out. They're in or they're out. No. Kinda. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> what? What is what is the oh how can I put this? What is drag to you now? Like oh, you know, wait. like you have you you've seen it <laughs> go through <laughs> permutations. I feel the love. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen it go through like the highs and the lows where like comedy made a resurgence and then it got like really like hard and like transgressive and then like you you have your you know, part of your soul in the pageant circle and like, you know, where do you see all of those influences and things that you would think on the outside wouldn't mesh well together? Where do you see that like now when you when you travel and you, you do Well, guess? I do see that there's a huge um with RuPaul's drag race, of course, um pageantry is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I don't I have mixed feelings about it because I love RuPaul's drag race, but I will say that I think that people are not as invested as one used to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is a, I feel like there's a lack of the pride that people had in the drive for pageantry, mm-hmm. just because people are on that boat to try to get on RuPaul and it's the biggest commodity right now. And so people took a back seat to, you know, to pageantry. I mean, they're still doing it. Yes. But I don't see like I did in the 90s. In the 90s, there were, if you did Miss Gay America, it was 50 to 80 contestants. And that's not a joke. Mm -hmm. There were tons of contestants. Now you're lucky to get four girls or five girls to participate. It's a different type of feel. It's not, I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just that we go through the decades and things change. People evolve. Times are different. Um, With RuPaul's Drag Race being so popular, it is the hot commodity. It's the thing that people want to get into and want to do but in saying that i feel like it has somewhat diminished the way that people are about drag i miss old school drag i miss people doing actual shows where they don't as i call it stand and collect Mm -hmm. a lot of people just go to the end of the stage they stand they collect and that's it and i miss an actual show i miss what drag used to be and i'm not saying that there's not any good entertainers anymore i'm just saying that drag has took a back seat the way that I knew it. The way I knew growing up was very much entertainment based, very much you put dedication into your costumes. You cared, you cared so much that you wanted to make an impression on the audience. Mm. And that's that's what I feel. So, who would you say from the RuPaul sphere, which a lot of our listeners they're either casual drag listeners or there are a few that are like passionate, but because or they just happened to listen to Flame On and this came up next. And they won't complain on Facebook about it. Um, who would you say, like, from RuPaul, like, last, what, six seasons, five, seven seasons? I don't know how many seasons. Like, that you've been impressed by, that you've just, and you've thought kind of tied back yeah. to that. Either because they were, they've had that long career and they've built from that, or they're new and yet you still feel like they get it. I think that the most brilliant people to ever go on RuPaul's Drag Race is Bianca Del Rio, Jinx Monsoon. Amen. Um, I I love my Jessica's and India's because we're friends, but I will tell you, Jessica's a great performer. I love her dearly, and I think she's amazing. I think she's a full package, but when it comes to the top people, when, when it comes to 
who fought for that and who deserved it was Bianca. And it was Bianca's the best thing to ever hit to RuPaul's Drag Race, in my opinion. Of course. I think she um, kind of broke it, to yes. be honest. She broke it a bit just because when you go from that season, which had so many standout performers, where she, it, I think season six elevated their level performers just that much more. And then she took that elevation and then just blew it out of the water and skyrocketed to where she is. To the point where I think I'd even said it before season seven started. I was like, I it doesn't really even matter who wins. You are still in the shadow of Bianca Del Rio at this point. There is no really kind of way around that. It's going to take another season or two before, and not even that her star is going to kind of diminish, but the fact that it kind of will level out and you'll see another breakout star like that. This this season just didn't seem to have that kind of feel to it. I would just like to go on the record publicly by saying that you can you know you can trace my Facebook posts back. Uh, I I'm not saying that I'm clairvoyant, <laughs> but I did say the yes. moment she got oh uh, hooked into that show, I was like, I said, and I quote, "A star is born." Yes. And then as the season progressed, I just said, no, 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 that's that's not fair. A star is realized. Because Bianca Del Rio has been a star long before Drag Race and long before New York. Like, she was a star in New Orleans. And, of course, that's all relative. We say, that what's a star? Well, Darcel's a star in Orlando. She's a huge right. star in Orlando. But, or you know... A lot of uh, Los Angeles written really. That sort of thing. Well, same with, with Bianca. Yeah. Bianca was huge in New Orleans, and then she became huge in New York. I remember when she was not big in New York, but she was still <clears throat> equally as a bit, big of a bitch. She was unapproachable. <laughs> she was just awful. But that was part of her, part of her gimmick. Right. When once she got on that show, I watched and I thought, well, let's see how this plays out because she's only got so many looks. Right. She's got one look. She has one look. And then they say, <laughs> change it up. And she goes, all right, well, I'll take the white out from underneath. <laughs> and they say, thank you. And then the next week, right back to Bianca Del Rio. And it, and I have to say, she was the breaking point. Yes. Because all of those times they'd say, we want to see something more from you. Show us some versatility. I'm like, uh, if you put Lady Bunny or if you put Lady Bunny on RuPaul's Drag Race, at no point would they say, we'd like to see you in a jet black pixie cut <laughs> with some slacks. Right. <laughs> Show us your versatility. No. Bianca taught that crowd what the rest of us drag queens have been screaming for the five previous episodes. I totally which agree. Is, Bitch, you got us on this show because we have an established brand. Yes. And now you're telling us to ignore our brand and show you some versatility. They can't do that anymore. Because Bianca Del Rio said, I will show you versatility when Santino Rice wins the sewing competition. <laughs> And Michelle Visage wears a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> she said what the rest of us have been thinking for years. And was like, there you go. 
Bianca Del Rio won. Yes, of course she's talented. Yes, of course she has her own brand of polish. Um, pledge. <laughs> it's lemon scented and has a lot of white creamy residue. But it is Bianca. What you saw on that show was 100% Bianca Del Rio. And in no way, by the standards of that show, should she have won. She did, because there is no denying that is the Joan Rivers, the Don Rickles of drag. I totally That agree. is one sharp bitch. That is one incredibly sharp bitch. She is Lady Bunny, but even quicker. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've that. had that conversation with Lady Bunny, who said, Bitch, I won't go after, but I won't go after Bianca. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 I won't go after her. She's like, once she goes, such, I let her do her thing. There is no beating Bianca. She's the best. But I love Jeans. Draggy's the best at what she does. Bunny is the best at what she does. Correct. Bianca is the best at something that hasn't been calibrated since. Bianca is uh, a phenomenon. And She's amazing. She is as big a phenomenon for my money as RuPaul. I totally agree. And I was really happy to see. And for any of you who've actually gotten to meet her or get to know her, he is the nicest fucking guy you've ever met. And when you meet him, you're always so surprised. Like, you know, I didn't expect that. Like, Bitch, I can't be an asshole for <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> But the first time I met him was before Drag Race, and I said to him, he finished his show with, with Bunny in New York, and I said, you know, I have to say, uh, you are really quick and very sharp and very funny at such a relatively young age. Yeah. And he said, that's how old do you think I am? And I don't, this was a few years ago, but I, I said, uh, what, 26, 24, 26, and then he goes, but I'm 38. Huh. Or thirty-seven or whatever. Why? Because he's just a year or two younger than yeah. I am. What? Standing in front of him, I thought he was just a kid. <laughs> no, Bianca's the best thing to happen to drag since Beyond Lady Bunny and Jackie Deaton and RuPaul. Uh, I totally, I cannot agree with that more. I freaking love her, and I love Jinx, and I, lo- I think Jinx is freaking epic. Sorry, did you see her? Her uh, yeah, we saw both. Vaudevillians, yeah. She's she's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. It's they genius. are what drag is to me. They are what my heart calls drag. Drag is many things, and I understand there's camp, and I'm a lover of all all things drag. I'm a lover of all sector, you know, sections of drag. I love it with my, all of my heart, and I think there are lots of talented people that have been on RuPaul's Drag Race. But if I had to narrow it down to two of the people that I think are just, they embody what drag is to me, is Bianca Del Rio and, J- and James. That, to me, would be my answer. Now, on the young girls, you asked me, repeat that the about the young girls. I'm sorry. Well, it was mainly, you yeah. answered it. You totally answered it. What about the, the last season? Season 7? Um, the most recent one? Last... Who was your favorite on that? Oh, boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. There are. there are There's some really um, good, talented people. My, but... la- my favorite was Ginger Minj. Ginger I feel like great. she was sharp as a tack. She yeah. was polished. She was drag for me just because I'm used to old school drag and sure, I love sure, it. Sure. Um, I have respect for the other girls. I'm not really into, you know, like I, I got Violet. I get what she does, but it's not my thing. Sure. I mean, I'm not against it. It's just not my thing. Um, Pearl, I didn't really get it. 
I mean, I'll be honest, she's pretty, but I didn't get it. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, um, it it's not my. I wouldn't have chosen. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That is my top three, but that's my choice. But You mentioned pageants earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your name? Oh, my God. Got kicked off too early, I thought. Uh, I love Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy, thank you. Oh my god, Kennedy is worth every. Well, but I mean, from the Kennedy is worth every penny from the pageant world. Like, well, (laughs) I just thought top. She should have been top three. Kennedy is amazing. I mean, I like Pearl to some extent, but she should have been top three. But Katya was the real and and Katya Katya was amazing. Katya to me was amazing. Mrs. Kasha Davis. All Kasha Davis. I loved her too. Brilliant. The the whole Katya thing. All right. Can we just talk about Kasha Davis for a moment? (laughs) (laughs) Kasha Davis is a drag queen that I feel like I've worked with. Literally for thirty years. Yeah, oh. like I recognize that sort yeah. of queen. Like I get oh, her. Got it. And when she was on this show, she had my support because I was like, I know her. Then after a while, I was watching the show and I felt like, well, I've seen Tasha Davis for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> She'd only been on for a couple of weeks, and it was like, would she? Get, and the jokes just got more and more yeah. sort of like, it's Pride in Nantucket, or <laughs> you know, it's Pride in Valdosta. Let's make some jokes. And I was like, no, she's, don't get me wrong, like, she's, she's, she's great. She's, uh, she's fine. She's, uh, she's acceptable. (laughs) But I just got a vibe from her that was sort of like, yeah, I've seen this in Counter Affairs. And and then she got into a car accident and couldn't perform, but. Great! No, I didn't know. No, I feel like an asshole. Thanks a lot. Oh, bless her. (laughs) Oh, no, but I think she's wonderful and she has a lot of talent and she's the best queen that ever lived. I had no idea she had been in a car accident. No, it was. Oh, no, she's dying. She's dying. (laughs) No, she's no, she is okay. She was scheduled to perform down here in Orlando. And. And she got into a car accident. So it's only her career that's dying. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) It had to cancel. Let's all send out our prayers and uh, social security checks. (laughs) It's very very interesting because the only... Okay, I've been working in Parliament House for three plus years. Four. (laughs) And uh, I've been working... With your mouth full. (laughs) I've been dealing with, like, the queens in photography for the last two years. So I've seen, you know, the last couple seasons, Drag Race contestants, and then the ones who, you know, you've got your Cocos and your um, Alyssa, who's been through. Right, I love Alyssa. You've had, you have your your queens that have been 
been around enough that they keep on coming back. This is the first time, and now we've had like within two or three months, the first season we've had issues with the queens with either wow. whether it was a, a a thing where she came up with an excuse to get out of a performance. Um, we just had another performer that was supposed to be here from oh, the wow. same season. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like even Raja raised hell last week on Facebook about a certain queen who is now fresh into the public eye from this last season. Let's say, I'm not going to say any names, but let's just say um, that she was a uh, she got further than she perhaps should have because she was an attractive boy and her name rhymes with Hurl. <laughs> And she didn't show up for an extremely well-paid booking, and it became an issue where Raja was like, you know what? Why are you part of this if you're not going to fulfill your obligations? Get the fuck out. Uh, especially considering that you're, you don't, like, I don't get it! You don't perform? You don't perform. Like, I'm sorry, but just because I don't perform doesn't mean, mean I'm not a drag queen. Yes, bitch, it does. If you don't perform, you're a transvestite. You're a cross-dresser. You are not a drag queen. The difference between Bruce Jenner, the difference between Eddie Izzard, the difference between everybody else and Lady Bunny is that you put on false eyelashes and some lipstick and you perform as a woman. It's drag. Right. And I'm very sick and I'm sorry to suck out from your attention, but I'm very sick and tired of being told, no, drag's all kinds of things. No, it's not. No, it's not. Drag is, unless you're willing for me to say, no, trans is all kinds of things, or <laughs> women are all kinds of things. No, drag is a faggot in a dress performing. Bottom line. And if you're going to say to me, I'm a transgender individual, I identify as a woman, not a drag queen, then please, for the love of God and baby Jesus, do not identify yourself as a contestant on RuPaul's goddamn drag race. You are either a man performing as a woman or you are a woman. If you are performing on RuPaul's drag race, you are a drag queen. You don't enter a drag pageant and say, no, but I'm really a woman. Well, then why not open it up to Pamela Anderson? Why not open it up to every other woman on the planet? If you're just a woman, if that's... I identify, personally, I identify as a bicycle. So why I... I if you could have seen how quickly I got through Publix yesterday, why am I why am I not winning, beating fucking Lance Armstrong? <laughs> I identify as a bicycle. So like the queens who have come through who say during the competition or maybe after that they are transgender, like get them off. Orlando's Sonique now get them off. Like they shouldn't because no okay. no. 
Fuck well, that. There, I'm good for Sonique. I'm very happy. On the show. Right. It was Any, uh, uh, Beverly Hills. No. Twice. Monica. Twice. Yeah. Uh, great during, for, great for Sonique. I'm yeah, during the show. Monica was the only one that announced it during the show. So, Carmen came out after. Yeah. Sonique was the first one to announce it. Oh. That was at the reunion, whatever oh, the yeah, special yeah, yeah. thing that they did. You know, Although, apparently, in, in just hearing stuff backstage, because she is our, our newest Footlight player, um, that was talked about. That was all edited out of the show. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm sure that, and, and again, I then from speculation would be, because it was this big, like, teary-eyed announcement at the reunion, mm-hmm. that I then would have to venture against that that was a more manufactured moment. Yeah. Because if, because in hearing Sonique talk to Adore, when uh, Adore was here for 4th of July, she said that from day one, I talked about being transgender and, and that all, none of that made the show. And then her whole thing with Morgan and, you know, running off stage and doing all of that, that obviously that had to have been a more, that was a manufactured moment for this storyline of, you know, at the reunion versus anything else. And so, because we've had her, I want to say there was one other one that, that came out of transgendered at the reunion. And then you had Monica, who was the well, only one. What about Car- when Carmen come out after? Well after. Uh, well, well, well after. after. Okay. Uh, but I think there was one other person, I can't remember who, it's escaping me right now. But then Monica Beverly Hills was the only one. During taping on the Kenya show, Kenya Michaels, but she didn't do it on air. She did it. I I her. wasn't even positive of Kenya. Kenya looked like a girl anyway. Right, like, right. If, if she didn't come out of transgender, I would be surprised. Like that would have been. Hey, I have worked locally for a club that uh, no longer calls their calls their drag shows drag shows because nobody in their show has a penis. So it's just our show. Nobody calls it a trans show or a, uh, a whatever, whatever you would label this as. But the bottom line is, is that drag is pretty specific. Drag is, there is a definition of a drag show, and everybody is going to say, well, maybe not. Maybe drag can be opened up and blah, blah, blah. All right, well, how far do you open that up? At what point do we allow genetic women to jump in and lip sync to another song? Like, is it a drag show or is it a lip sync gag? We we all know that that doesn't work out well because that's what that's what drag is. And it's just it's it's the lesser and no no offense to biological women, you know. No, no, I no, I, I currently I work I currently I work for a club that once a year says, "Let's have a drag show with." People who don't have vagina. Literally, we get one show a year that the participants don't have store-bought vaginas. That is not, I mean, that's a drag show to me, but it's like... Listen, stop being so harsh on Woodstock. Uh, uh, Oh, duh. No, don't get me started on that tragedy. I'm going to get a little, like, fanboy for a second and then okay. we're gonna we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna go into uh, like all things nerd because okay. apparently i'm required to buy my contract to do <laughs> well we things. all like nerd things here so that i'll um, go fine so like for me mm-hmm. I, like if, if i can use examples from here and, and abroad like um 
my favorite performer at at Parliament House is you know this Pat. I was gonna say he's, no. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. No. No. Go. Go ahead. No. Do it. BJ Stevens. No. <laughs> Giselle. Giselle Barbie Bob Royale. Royale. Fucking love her. I love that bitch. By the way, as a shout person. out. Love We're her. actually recording this the day after her birthday. I love Barbie. Oh, happy birthday, birthday, Giselle. Happy birthday, Barbie. You know I love you, girl. And she is currently. I think you're like a whore, <laughs> and I understand why you're trying so hard to discriminate against your mother. <laughs> She's currently in Atlanta at a uh, at a pageant. So break a she's leg. Fierce. I love her. She's fierce. She's fierce. I remember seeing her for the How first dare time, you. and she was doing a Beyonce number. Oh, uh, with or without fan. <laughs> That's important to me she because to use the fan. because <laughs> Orlando queens tend to say. Hello, I'm going to put on mascara and stand in front of a fan for 10 minutes and rake in some money. It was, it because was that's a fans. talent in Orlando. Um, and she did, uh, Why Won't You Love Me? Yeah. And so, like, she, she came out, like, well, actually, she, I think she, it was a dream for me. So, like, you know, but she's what? in, she's at her vanity counter. And she's trying to fix her makeup and she looks over and her mascara has run and she's doing this number. I'm just like, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. This is amazing. And I thought, you know, here's someone who's really pretty and who put a little more effort into their shows that I would normally have seen in Orlando. Not to say that I haven't seen some amazing shows Wait, in Orlando. No, but I have to ask you quickly, do you, yeah. was this excitement because... The talent itself, like, in, to help me with this, was the talent itself so, um, so beautifully put together, or was it because your own reality is so shabbily, it's such a disaster? Call them really. A and B. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so the first time I saw her, I was just like, oh, this is, okay, this is, like, a really pretty, like, performer. I, I get it. She, you know, she put really a lot of thought into her her show and then i saw her do the um the aria from the fifth element and completely understood where she was coming from which blew my mind and i i I look at drag as you know putting forth this like not necessarily always beautiful but like this beautiful idea of of like a piece and then like i i've always loved comedy so like you know bianca del rio was my favorite from Jump. And, like, you know, I look at you, Devon, I'm just like, if I could at least, like, accrue just a, a modicum or a fraction of, like, your talent, I'll, like, I'll He's rule very talented. probably the, the tri-state area. Like, Vicky well, he, he, I, I have to say something, and I'm Florida, not trying to... Georgia and Kentucky. <laughs> I have to say something, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up his ass because he's my best friend. Oh, here we go. He is truly. I when I first saw drag, like I said, I saw three drag queens. I can name them. I saw this skinny fat, and I saw Chad, and I. Boy, I, have I grown! I literally so could not believe that that person. Not that people can't come from Asheville, North Carolina, and be talented. They can. I truly could not believe the caliber of what I was seeing. 
And I've never in my life known anyone to have so many talents. He has so many talents. He can write, he can dance, he can sing, Suck he dick. can act, he can, he's a comedy, he, he's, he's everything. Take he's glamour. Nu- take numerous <laughs> phallus. No, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm really not being silly I mean here. I, I know too, girl. that he is extremely gifted and I have always thought that and I am like, I mean, every day I see something Thank within you. him that I just say, that how frightens does it happen me to a person? Me, that frightens I just me. don't know how it happens to a person. I wish I could bottle it up. Yeah, I, could. I know if I could bottle it up and sell no, it, I would. No, but you can bottle it up. It's, but it's better. It's better if you smoke it. <laughs> so what about in ginger snaps? I'm just wondering how that goes. What about ginger snaps? How do they work? <laughs> No, no, you, she says that, like, I'm supposed to have some shame. He doesn't have any, no. I have just eaten a marijuana cookie. (laughs) I'm higher than Cooter Brown. (laughs) She's pretending like I'm supposed to have some sort of shame over that. How dare you? How dare you enjoy your life? Um, No, but I mean that with all honesty. I am saying that. No, no, just say no. Just say no. No, with honesty, that is, I've never, I, that's why I was so, Attracted to him for but a no, number tell of them reasons. how we met. We met. <laughs> I'm excited for this. No, we met at the club. I mean, we met at at Scandals. I mean, and Hairspray. There were a couple of clubs that we had in town, and we met. And I met him the first time that I had ever seen a drag show. I walked in the door with Vicky and all her. Back in the before after the gold rush. This was after the gold rush, but before the millennium. No, but seriously, there were three drag queens. It was Gina Davis, Aurora Borealis, and and Chad. And Divine Grace. Gina Davis. There was a drag queen named Gina Gina Davis. She was fierce. In fact, the co-star of uh, uh, Beetlejuice was not frequenting our barns. (laughs) You know what's funny about that, though? The sister of uh, Anna McDowell. Right. We drank with her every week. She'd come to the club. Any gal sister hung out in the club. Yep. She like, did. I see you. I see you. We and who else would show up every now and then? We got oh from uh from what was his name? That fucking hot guy from Lost Boys who was in Speed Two. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name. The I, hot, yes, the I do know what you're big talking brother about. Brother from Lost Boys. Oh, um, Jason or um, Jason John. Who is the sexy big brother from Lost Boys? I can't think of his name, but he did come to the club. He was in the, he used to hang out at the gay bar back home. We had Robin Williams. He used to, when he was making Patch Adam, he used to hang out. Uh, anyway. I'm looking for it now. Jason Josh. Can't think of the name. Uh, Justin. John Jacobs. John Jacobs. John Smith. Oh my god, his name is my name too. (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. (laughs) What did you think? Oh god, I don't even want to ask this question. So we, like, something happened during the 90s when all those movie companies kept falling into our hometown. <laughs> so it was, we had My Fellow my Americans, we had Patch Adams, we had Hannibal, we had Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Mm-hmm. All, what, there was like movie after movie. Uh, uh, fucking um, 
Hunger Games. Yes. Like it was, we live in an area that is mountainous, or I lived, lived bastions. <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> that was, uh, that's, it's gorgeous. What was it? I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long and I've been Jason Patrick. Yes, Jason Patrick. There you go. Oh God, he was hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we met though, because I've been doing drag and by drag, I mean, um, I had been lip syncing to a uh, female's vocals <laughs> for a hot minute back in the 1900s. And then there was Jenna. Like in 1993 or four. The latter part of four, almost five, but right there. Yeah. Well, then I, I didn't see her for a hot minute. No. Suddenly in like 2006 or something, I started yep. getting emails from her. And I'm like, Oh, hey, girl. It's, yeah, I remember you. Hey, good to see you again. Blah, blah, blah. And then I realized all these people that I never remembered. That's okay. It's like, oh. Oh, I'm not in college anymore. Right. <laughs> I'm old. Oh, it's yay. Thank you, Facebook. And then we all hung out. Yep. <laughs> so, switching gears. Only because I don't Please. know how to do a seamless transition Please. from that. I just, uh, Speaking of old things, you <laughs> like old toys. I do love old toys. I have a real... And video games. Problem with... Yeah, <laughs> problem, I would say, with old toys and games. Yes, and dolls. I am a avid... Avid? Avid. I am an avid collector of toys, dolls, and um, games. Which is a great big fancy way of saying I'm a hoarder. Hoarder! <laughs> So yes. what what is the prize of your collection? We'll the prize of my collection? Doll, yeah. and then we'll do <laughs> game. The prize of his collection. <laughs> That's why I brag on him so Pretty much. I mean, love. Love. Pretty baby. Pretty My favorite doll? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. My favorite doll ever. I have, There are two two small stories. I feel like I know this. You do know it. My, my favorite doll I cannot narrow down just to one. Okay. My Bob Mackie collection is my prize possession. And and my my the first doll no, that on the Bob Mackie. What's your favorite? My favorite out of the Bob Mackie collection is Neptune Fantasy. No. Oh, I what can't were you be thinking? Oh gosh. No, my dream costume as a dragon <gasps> yes. forever has been some so, Yeah, yes, sun, sun uh, yes, sun and moon goddess. They are in my bedroom right now as we speak. Sun and moon goddess are my yes, they are I there's If you saw these costumes, they're these fucking epic costumes for a for a Barbie. Sun and moon goddess. I remember seeing it as a young gay band going uh that dress Barbie, and I'm ruled by the sun and the moon because I'm a Leo, so it makes complete sense. But that Bob Mackie collection is my absolute life. Now, the one doll that is my favorite to my heart is um, a doll that I got from my mom, and she bought it from me for me. It was my first ever collector doll. Um, I wasn't young at the time, really, but I got it, and it was really special to me because she bought it. it was called. It was a remake of the solo in the spotlight, which came out in the fifties mm-hmm. and she's with a, a microphone, but she bought the brunette version cause it was me. And she put a little story in a card and said, this solo in the spotlight doll is you. And I kind of get choked up cause that was, you know, she mm-hmm. bought that because 
it was a singer and she had brunette hair and it was supposed to be me and she was in this beautiful gown and it just it means a lot so yeah we're not as close but that's when we were kind of close mm-hmm. so years several years back but yeah Ooh. yeah it is the silver in the spotlight i love so yeah um we just saw I just saw it because I had I had never seen it the the sun and moon goddess film. Oh, I love the sun oh, and it looks so gorgeous! They're amazing. All the Bob Mackies are fucking. Uh, like, excuse my like, French, I but they're just bathe and roll They're gorgeous. Um, what's your favorite toy? Oh my god, that is so complex. <laughs> that is no, that is a really order. Did I mention she's a really um. My favorite toy, probably, or my favorite, like, toy-esque possession is probably my Garbage Pell Kids. I'm obsessed with Garbage Pell Kids. I have lots of them, and I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Did you know they just uh, re-released a bunch of the Garbage Pell Kids in small, like, mystery box boxes? Yeah, they have been, yes. We and saw them at the store, and the first one that came out was Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb is number one, so of course mm-hmm. he's the first guy. Yeah. I have a velour Adam Bomb that's actually a plaque. I have placards that are Adam Bomb. I'm a big fan of Garbage Pell Kids. And I have the movie, which is the worst movie that was ever made, and one of my favorite movies of all time. I just recently yeah. saw it again. It's pretty bad. Two months ago? Yeah. Worst. Oh. It's one of the worst but best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a definite guilty pleasure of mine, I would say. Um love it. <laughs> So let me guess. Let me guess your favorite game. Your favorite game is probably um, New World. I think <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy. You seem like a like a, a a two, a Super Mario Galaxy two person as opposed to a one. I'm a Super Mario. If I had to pick, a, Super Mario would be the first one. Is my I love it. Okay. Now she's that's old Nintendo. Mm-hmm. She's now old. Atari, Atari. My favorite game is Haunted House. I love Haunted House from Atari. That is my favorite game of no, all time. No, it's because it was about 16 years before you were born. She is old school. <laughs> I love Haunted House, and I also love I love Pac-Man. I'm a, but I didn't like Pac-Man the first one. I love Pac-Man. I love Miss Pac-Man. Okay. Miss Pac-Man was my one of my favorites of that Pac-Man series. Now, what made... Uh, okay, uh, and this is not me being funny. Mm-hmm. Because I, I finally, as a nerd in the Duchess of Dorks, coming out and asking this. <laughs> Not the, the Duchess only thing of Dorks. That differentiates Pac-Man from Miss Pac-Man Above. is the bow. No, there were pretzels involved and um, oh, cherries involved okay. and strawberries involved okay. and, and there were lots of goodies. Right, because and- women are enjoying carbs more often. Yes. Yes. Right. Exactly. The carbs. Right. Yes. Right. And she did have a bow and she was quite fierce and it was pink. And Well, I yeah. don't know that Miss Pac-Man was actually a woman. All this I'm seeing is Miss Pac-Man in drag who enjoys a carb. And she enjoys seven other men and Blinky Inky and not, I mean, come inky, on, girl. Blinky Pinky and yes. Clyde. And Clyde, Clyde, right down my throat. <laughs> right yeah. down, right down. <laughs> and I guess if we talked about Nintendo, NS1, I love, I love. But I have to say my prize possession from that part is my power glove. I have a power <gasps> glove. You have a power I do, glove? and I have a power map, too. Oh my god! And I have a I, Freddy game that that syncs up to them that is pretty badass. Wait, with the I did not even know you were into fisting. Yeah, this power glove. I thought you knew about that. 
No, girl. Yeah. You've got to reach out and touch a friend. Touch a friend. You got the glove. You know what? Oh, this reminds me of something that Lady Bunny said once. And, oh, <laughs> it makes me so hard right now. <laughs> I like it when they fuck me and the scabs come off and I start bleeding because it looks like I'm having my period like a real woman. Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> Stick it in with girl. your glove, baby. That's a bit much. Ooh, with your glove, baby. But no, and I love no. Robin Garden. Too much? Too, Too much. much. Too much. Edit it out. Added it out. But no, I love I love all things eighties toys. Like I have a Simon, an original Simon. I have I have like my Fisher Price toys, the little oven that lit up and the little push thing. Yeah, I have a lot of that stuff. I'm kind of involved in that stuff. Side note, one yes. year I asked my mother for a Mrs. Fields baking factory because I knew Shut she wasn't going up. to give me a, an easy bake oven. That cracks me up because you know what? I never got an easy bake oven ever. It see, and I, I, I begged, I begged, and I thought I had. I am still past bitter it. to this damn day about not getting an easy I, bake oven. I knew, I knew, because I had a Holly Hobby oven, and I decided to put clay in it, mm-hmm. and that didn't go over very well because I almost burned my room down. So then they decided they would not give me an easy bake oven, and I never got one, and I'm bitter, Betty, to this day. I knew if I had asked for the oven, I never would have got it. But it was a baking always. Factory. I, I did. run factories. Well, they, they I, I did ask for gender neutral colors. Oh, you kidding? Yeah, oh, that's great. I did ask <laughs> for it, and I never got it. I never got. I it. never got it either. And then uh, later in my teens, when I finally did come out of the closet, my father says to me, Sorry, and I me. quote, "So, uh, Chad, <laughs> why'd you decide to do this thing?" <laughs> And I started off, and I was like, oh, my God, Dad, when did you decide to be straight? You don't decide, and you don't blah, 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 and this went on and on, until finally I stopped and went, you know what? You remember that time I begged you for an Easy Bake Oven, and I didn't get it? Yeah, I was like, that's why. (laughs) I swear to God, I swear to God, I said it. That's so funny. (laughs) That's why I'm gay. I hope you're happy. Oh, no, no. So you did mention that you like Doctor Who. Yes, I do. I'm not a I'm not like my friends that are she in my likes group. Doctor Watt. <laughs> or like Doctor Wynn. I like Doctor Who not. Doctor Why? I I'm not like I'm into old Who. Well, I'm not a big I like, get to that. Yeah, I don't like new Who. Please Dr. don't I, hate me. No, I no don't, you sound I like you. now it sounds like you're into Doctor Seuss. I'm into old Who, oh, not see. new Who. <laughs> I'm a, she's sort of a who's who of who. I only go up to Tenet and that's it. That's all right. It's all right. No, I so only do Tenet. As long as, as long as is that, that am I, is that there. a problem? No, no, okay, no, no. I, I want to like, get back to your '80s thing. Oh, okay, because I think I'm wondering if your favorite Doctor is one from the '80s. Oh, that's such a loaded question. Like, do you like uh, Colin Baker? Yes, no, I do favorite, like Colin Who's Baker, your favorite Baker. Doctor? Ta- Tenet. Okay. Yeah, that's new. Love that's new. But kind of well, aside from aside from him, who was your favorite? The first doctor. 
So you like the first doctor? Yeah, I like old. Yeah, the, um, the first doctor because I my friend James that lives in Atlanta. He is a Doctor Who fanatic, so yeah. I had to watch it for a long time. Mm-hmm. That was we watch it on heavy loop all the time, all the time, the all the first time. Doctor. Yes, he's wow. big old school. Yeah, old he's school. in his fifties. I'm <laughs> he's sorry, like, James. No. My friends, okay, since I've come to college, I've always loved the idea of costuming just because of drag. Sure. But I don't, I've never gotten into the whole con thing per cosplay. se. Right, right. Except for this past couple years. Yeah. I always felt like we did cosplay because we were all making costumes. I felt the same way too, but it wasn't until yeah. 40 that I ever, I was 40 <laughs> years old when I actually went to my first exactly. con. Exactly. And you now it's it. like, oh, I've been doing this my whole goddamn life. Exactly. I learned how to cosplay from this bitch. So if it, you know what I mean? From them. We so called they, it a drag show. Yeah, it was a drag show. So we've been cosplaying for years, but we just never called it cosplay. But I've just recently, this past couple years since I've been in college, about three years or so, I have a gaming group at school and I have a, we have a, um, you know, a nerd, we have a nerd group at school. I'm the eldest, me and this other guy are the eldest of the group. But this group is awesome. They're just freaking awesome. And I've made really good friends with them. We go to cons. We've been to several. We've enjoyed it thoroughly. We're all a bunch of, I'm more of what I would call, I'm not a true nerd. I'm a horror nerd, probably. If I'm in any genre of nerdhood, I'm a horror nerd. But I have loved the whole con situation like i am obsessed with it now because it's like drag and nerds together it is the most i love it it's epic and so it's, and depending on where you go you exactly see nerds in drag yeah Whether you or not see drag, drag right like you did fantastic drag you know cosplay that doesn't mean anything within cons well no no, no. but you because you will see guys that who who normally wouldn't be drag queens or wouldn't be in a show or performing at a club somewhere. Who are strange. Yeah, that will dress up. I had I had to stop this guy and take a picture for Oral because we, uh, yes. we're big Sailor Moon fans. And um, we were walking through Megacon and Brian and I saw this guy that was dressed, fucking killed it as a black male Sailor Moon. And I was like, um, I need to stop you and take a picture. And, you know, because you will see that crossplay versus, you know, versus crossplay versus drag queen. I don't know. I mean, that's the whole point of them doing this is to stop and get pictures taken and be admired for the for the outfit and what they've taken the time to do. Exactly. Yeah. I had such an amazing experience doing that yeah. this year. Uh, I was oh, Uncle God. Stan. <laughs> Very and cool. And a lot of people got it. And the kids. And I just, I'm like, this is what it's like. Not that it's the same. But, like, I totally understood that now. Like, right. from a visceral experience. No, my first experience anywhere near that had nothing to do with Comic-Con. I was dressed as Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. Ah! Amazing. Walking Amazing. through the New York City uh, Halloween parade. And I was walking through it. And I just remember it was New York One is a local uh, TV station for news. And the New York one had a camera that was on a dolly, so it was sort of snaking its way through the crowd. And I was coming through the crowd, and it zoomed in on me and just got up on me. And then as I was walking, it just kept staying in front of me and following. And so I was being sort of uh, highlighted for that part of the march. And I had the face down, the teeth down. I was feeling very, very Winifred Sanderson the whole bit. And Having a, a good time with it, but the year before that, I had also done Winifred Sanderson, 
and the year the year before that I had done Winifred, and nobody knew who the fuck it was. <laughs> I had people, oh my god, it's it's Queen Elizabeth or Mary Queen of Scots or blah blah. blah. I was like, no, come yeah. on, come on. In that third year, I had a bunch of children go, oh my god. Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus. And from that year forward, every time I did it, the crowd got bigger and more. And of course, now in Orlando, it is this past Halloween, $1,500. Like she won a thousand. No, I'm sorry. $3,500. She won $3,000 as Hocus Pocus. I won 500 and she's been asked to return to Disney this year. Wow. For their Halloween show. Is Which is Hocus Pocus. It's Hocus Pocus, Pocus this year. Yeah. I am going. I'd have to have seen this hooker that did this Hocus no, Pocus. She's, she is uh, a Bedman Learn person. She's thin. She's old school Bedman Learn. Like, okay. I mean, like you in are. In her 20s. Because your this girl, Pocus she looks, sex. she's got the nose. And that sort of thing, but she and she's got the voice, but this is like 1970s. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm not saying anything. I don't her know her. This focus was physically was spot on. They're not oh. going to spend any money on costuming because it was exactly the same. I see. Okay. And, uh, I've never seen and better and than no, yours. No, I'm happy to do that. I think she'll do great. I think she'll do just great. That's BT awesome. Dubs, if you did not see, Parliament House has announced uh, for Halloween. They're only doing two nights of Halloween. He just told oh me. Oh my god. I believe it's October 30th and October 31st. Yes. Oh October 30th, the prize money is Used five. to be $1,000. and $3,000. Because it used to be three nights. Because of the way Shut that Halloween up. would fall. They would do the weekend before. And then uh-huh. the, the week of. Or depending on, you know, wherever and Halloween fell. So the total total grand prize six thousand dollars. Six thousand. What is it this year? October thirtieth. This uh, because it's a Saturday Sunday, I believe. Winner takes all. Winner takes all for not Halloween the day before five thousand dollars. Shut up for Halloween itself. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Ten. Can you freaking get over dollars. that? Well, you know, that that is fucking amazing. Add to that, add to that, that Halloween this year, October 31st, falls on a Saturday and daylight savings time. Oh. Yes! Oh. An extra hour for Halloween this year. Wow. Yeah. Extra hour Loves drinking. it. That's extra amazing. So you'll be getting home at between five and six this year. God, I oh, I'm not looking forward. Yeah, and I'm doing. I have my Halloween costume planned out, and I was really excited about it. And then I saw this, and I thought, well, there's no way I would ever win because here, you know how it is. It's like it's either really, really uh, original, or it's not. Sometimes it's just like best costume that people like the most win. But this year, I'm not even ashamed to say it out loud. I'm doing the diva from Pavelman. Yes. I think it's awesome. Yes. I cannot wait. I'm the, sick about with that. The, the Nautilus and the chords and all that. But I may be in New York when I do it. Boo! Uh, Boo, you whore! So I'm Parliament <laughs> for a costume contest that I'll never win. And the whole place be packed like New Year's in Times Square. True. Where do I go to Times Square and the place be packed like Halloween? <laughs> 
<laughs> and Halloween in New York was the best Halloween I've oh, ever had in my oh, life. Oh, she was there with. I like, had the most epic time ever. I take it very seriously. Yeah, ever. Born and raised New Yorker, I've only ever been in the city for one Halloween. Oh, it's the best. And it was when I was living in Florida. Yeah, I, I'm I'm that New York gay. Well, maybe we need to change that. Well, well, I still work Halloween down here. Well, damn that. But. <laughs> Actually, my best friend and I ended up, for two separate reasons, I ended up up there for my sister's wedding, and my best friend went up there for, a friend of his was running the marathon, which just happened to be November 1st, so we both ended up, we were both in New York at the same time, right. and went into the city, you know, through the fucking village, and craziness, um, if you are if you're a dirty bird and you want to go up there, the eagle on Halloween is <laughs> ridiculous. That's the that's the night where did we go there? Okay, I was like, I don't know. That's the one night of the year where because I mean there'll be guys because you know are girls like, allowed in there? Yes, I don't. Think oh, okay, I didn't anything. know if it was like a, a yeah. Exclusive how many girls club? have you seen at the eagle? I have. Well, I would. Go. I've never seen anything that's been like. <laughs> No girls allowed. It's not like the goddamn. I would, uh, no, 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 I'm one no. of those it's girls. Sort of club it's there. sort of a given. Not that kind yeah, of girl. Yeah. I mean, it didn't sound good. We could probably get you into the bathhouse, but it's sort of a given. The, uh, you know, the Eagles. See. First floor is fine. First floor is whatever. You probably can get into the Eagle and hang out on the first floor with no problem. Possibly even the roof. Because there is a staircase that takes you right up the side. I'm and usually the, the only girl in the whole joint, usually, wherever I go. Speaking of which, because we were up on the Wait, roof. were they real? Yes. Well, they're not real. Of course they're real. Were they genetic? <laughs> anyway. It's a true story. Um, but the second floor, half of the second floor is like, it's just, it's the sex area. Oh, jeez. There's, the, there's the back corner. You have your sex bathroom and your non-sex bathroom. Like, you've got all these things. <laughs> Which, you know, like, I... I God, I miss New York. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie Bear City, but my biggest thing (laughs) about that movie was the horrible depiction of the eagle. First off, that you could walk around and actually have room to be able to, like, swing your arms anywhere. (laughs) Bullshit. Bullshit. I have my nipples pierced at the eagle, actually. (laughs) No, think about it. I did. I had my nipple uh, pinched so hard that my piercing and my nipple blood Oh, Yikes! That was so the Atlanta hot. one, though, not the New York Eagle. Gone, girl. Yeah, Atlanta Eagle. I've been oh. there several times. The Armory. Remember that old chestnut? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but the New York Eagle, like that whole area where normally there's guys, there's security walking around with flashlights, shining the light, like, all right, guys, put it away, put it away. Oh, jeez. Halloween night. Mm-mm. All right, take it out. Take it out. <laughs> nobody's got a flashlight. There's some shit that's hanging from the ceiling to kind of obscure things. Nobody um. cared. <laughs> it was the most interesting night in the city ever. And, and yeah, craziness. <laughs> well, I mean, so I perhaps we should <laughs> now have Jenna sing a song. Go, girl. <laughs> oh, God, please don't put me up for this. <laughs> so, okay, so before before we wrap. Yes. Okay. Do you. <laughs> rap? Come on, baby. Come on, get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> you, have a, you have a completely different take on this. And there's a question that we, all, we have to ask. It's part, it's part of. Oral mentioned, kind of briefly alluded to this part of it before. 
But the queens that we've had on before, yes, there's always a question asked because there may be somebody in this room who, who has an affinity for drag, who has been called, and not in a negative connotation, but a hop and a a hop, a hop away from being a drag queen. No mm-hmm. skip or jump, just a hop, just a hop. Yes. And what would you tell that young? Bright-eyed ingenue <laughs> who may or may not be black and came out as bisexual <laughs> with glitter in his beard. <laughs> what would you tell that person is the most important thing they can take away from if they're going to do drag? What is the one piece of advice you would give them? The one piece of advice I would give you is to never cut corners. If you cut corners, you get what you give. And that is my biggest advice to any drag queen. When I train drag queens, which I've done in the past, I've tried to help them, these young boys at the school, school, the young, young school of drag. Um, I try to tell them that if they're going to do drag and they want to do drag, it is, it is a job. It's serious. It's not, um, it's not play. And if you do it, you need to have the money to do it. You need to make sure that you're on point and you need to make sure that you know what you're doing. You know, another good, uh, another good uh, heads up would be don't listen to Jenna because there's plenty you can buy off of eBay. <laughs> I have never bought a wig or hair or nails or makeup that I had to pay full price for. So don't listen to her. She's obviously <laughs> drunk. Sorry. My latest wig just came off the mannequin. It was as is. That, well, shit, that like, wasn't a mannequin. That was, was a shake and go. In all fairness, no, that no, was no, not no, a mannequin. No. That was Meg Ryan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that is what I tell everybody. That it's a job. And that if you want to do it and you have the passion to do it, that's fine. I don't think everyone can be a drag queen. But I do feel like that if you do do it, do not cut corners. If you cut corners and you want to do shit a different way, it is not going to pan out. That's that's what I have to say. And and I mean that with all sincerity. But if this young Nubian oh, Nubile new just wants to do it once or twice, cut corners. No, whatever you do, <laughs> if you're doing drag, whatever you do, please. Do not buy jewelry or makeup from Jenna <laughs> on eBay. Yeah, that was a plug for my business. Do not cut corners. <laughs> Do not buy from her. You go to Mac and you spend ten or fifteen dollars more per ounce than you ever would anywhere else. I'm gonna go against the grain with Jenna and just be like Bitch, when people are holding up a Mac brush in front of their hand and Look, and here's the brush you use. I'm like, yeah, I have one of those from Walmart, from the paint section, not even cosmetic. <laughs> You're cutting corners, bitch. Find a brush that works for you well. You do not have to spend $400 no. for fucking brushes to say to hold them up in front of a makeup tutorial and go, look at what I'm using. And I'm using only MAC. It's like, no, you don't no. have to use only MAC. No, I just mean don't cut corners, meaning if there's certain things that need to be no, done. No, you know, thanks a lot. Thanks to your information, I'm going to cut myself. <laughs> I'm over it. 
I hate my drag. I hate who I've become. And now I'm cheap. Now I feel cheap. I'm going to cut so myself. so good, though. Ladies and gentlemen, if 2020 still existed, it would be a whole two-hour special about how this train derailed and just kept on going. The carnage, the mayhem, the laughter. I... Jenna, thank you so much for joining Thank us. you for having me. Happy I've really, birthday. no, I can't even tell you. I love sitting here with my best friend talking about all of this. <laughs> We've never got to do this before, and it has been really fun. I have to admit that. Another. I will agree with her. We've never had a chance to actually sit down one another and talk about drag. No, I've never. <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, we've never gotten to do a show together. I've always wanted to do this. No, we didn't. We, we didn't do a show really. I just hijacked it from the <laughs> Not true. Jenna, Jenna's used to that. That's how that's how life goes with you. I don't shut up. No, it's because he's passionate, and I love that passion. No, it's because I don't shut up, honey. No, this I've enjoyed this, and I'm being honest. Well, I never get to. I've never done this with. I've never hey, done if this. If I could just say, as we're doing this, so if you don't mind, please, I would like to dedicate this show to a friend of ours who's no longer with us. Uh, his name is Bill Hare, <laughs> and he's oh, he's still alive, but he's no longer with us because we don't hang out with him anymore. So it's been great. I want to dedicate this to Bill Hare. You are a mess. Can I, on that note, just. <laughs> Can I say, can I, can I, can I say something please, seriously? Please, of course. I do want to say that I'm going to try to redeem it. <laughs> no, there is. <laughs> no, I saw his ghost drive by the other day. I was standing outside of a restaurant and it was like, I thought, is that Santa Claus? And no, it wasn't Santa Claus. It was the ghost of Bill Hare. <laughs> just broke my heart knowing that he's no longer with us. <laughs> the redemption starts now. <laughs> May he rest in peace. God bless him. Because oh, he looks like he needed some rest. He looks like... Bless her. <laughs> That's all Jen ever says. It goes down to bless her. Bless it. <laughs> bless it. No, I do want to say something on a serious note just to end it. This has been a lot of fun for me. I haven't laughed this much in a long time. I've enjoyed doing this with my best friend and with you guys, and I really appreciate you letting us do it. I appreciate it that you thought that we would have something cool to add to your show. Thank you, guys. Yes, no. yes, yes. A big round of applause. No, you guys are amazing. I would yeah, also, please, please, wait, before you, you go, before you close the show, I want to add to what she had to say and say, I'd just like to say that she is a compulsive liar and an alcoholic, <laughs> and I wouldn't take anything she has to say worth a grain of salt. So what were you saying? Uh, no, um, <laughs> really quick, I do want to say something kind of on a, on a note. There, I don't know, um, our listeners, probably a lot of them do know, um, Boom Boom Latour was a very, really amazing drag queen. She was, you know, an old, old school drag yes. queen from the early days. And she passed away today. And I just want to say, 
She did. She passed away. Oh, no, I didn't know she passed. Yeah, she passed away, and I really loved Boom Boom. Boom Boom was very dear to me. And I'm sad because I'm going to the Miss North Carolina America pageant this week, and they gave her the Lifetime Achievement Award last year. And I remember her getting it, and I really was... Um, boom Boom Little. I loved her dearly. So she comes from the old school of drag. No, she she... Well... She went to the hospital for that. I'm not sure what she passed away in the end, but she well, was God very bless. ill. God bless. May she rest in peace. Boom, 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 tour. I loved her, though. She was so. One last thing before we actually uh, completely finish up for the, the afternoon, the evening. Um, so you have a business. So give Ooh, yourself yes. a big old fuck for that. I do. I have a business. It's called Jenna's Fabulous Finds, and you can find me on eBay. Yay. I have a store on eBay, and I sell jewelry, drag. Um, I sell, co- uh, you know, costume jewelry. I sell makeup. I sell Shopkins. I'm really into Shopkins, which they're the craze now. They're little collectible items. They're very nerdy. nerdy. They're very Japanese. They're very, you know, European um, as well. They're in Australia and Japan. They're a big craze there, and they're big in the States. So I, I would also like to say that I have a recently – Start a business named Divine's Delicious Dick Suckings. <laughs> you can find that uh, sometimes on eBay, but usually on uh, uh, the uh, OBT Orange Blossom Trail outside of Parliament House. And I, if you need me, hey, I'm there with the limber jaw. Let's do it. You know, that entire strip has been rejuvenated over the past. I've done my best, really. I've done my best. I'm just trying to clean the place up. One black man at a time. Wow. You can you can find Divine's delicious dick sucking outside of Woodstock. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Oh God, yes. Grab me a bullwhip and a, a um some uh, really quick. Oh, I have something to ask you. Mm-hmm. Really quick. Sound mad for a couple seconds. Oh no, because I th- there's somebody that I I I'm clocking you as. Do it. I don't understand why every fucking goddamn time what kind of yell yeah i just can't i cannot and i will not tolerate this you know who he gives me lady red couture you give me Lady I Red give Couture. You, yes. Oh my God! You give me I Lady am Red totally Couture. Down for and that. I fucking love her. And uh, you give me that. She is fantastic. That's who you give me. She is not only fantastic but uh, amazing. She is also completely unknown and unrecognized by me. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck you're talking Lady about. Lady Red Couture. You like, do. She's um. She's on the Big Day Sketch or the um. Well, um she's on Hey Queen. Which hey, I'm oh shit! Oh. No, you have to understand. All right. Well, within with having said that, yes, I worship the ground she fucking walks on. <laughs> she's fucking hilarious. Yes, she's a she's voice. a great straight man. Yeah, quote unquote straight man for for uh, Johnny. For Johnny. Yeah. yeah, it's just. But you give me her voice when she starts yelling. You know that yelling that she does? Yeah. And the whole, like, girl, don't even tell me, Johnny. You know, when she gets like that, you do give me that. Did you just call him a faggot by making fun of his voice? The flames are there, but it's... (laughs) You know what? I think we should wrap this up before she starts throwing that N-word around again, because she has a tendency, I'm just saying. Like Paula Dean? No, like Jenna. Like Jenna. She's like, oh, pot, you're going to call me kettle. I'm going to call you. Oh, my God. Never. Like I told people, I come from the city where they called someone that once and they burned the fucker down. (laughs) 
Yeah. LA riots. I was there. 92. True I comes from a city where they called somebody the N-word once, and then he became mayor, and then he became he's Jesse not Helms, our He's our not. Governor. And now they're all running rebel flags all over our city. Good times. Mm. No, yeah. but racism's over. I don't know if you've heard. We have a black president. It's over. <laughs> so. Hey, congratulations, Oral. Thank you. We got one. Racism is done. So I want you to pick up that racism is over packet, put it in your little pants, and walk down to Ember where racism is certainly over. <laughs> this Ember Robert. place I'm dying to know about. Oh, no, we're going to get you to Ember. <laughs> You'll see. No, Ember is, um, may I? Sure. The best way I can truly describe mm-hmm. Ember on a Sunday, because Ember's not always gay, on a Sunday in Orlando, it is, in fact, the hippest, coolest place for a gay person to hang out. All right. Sounds like my kind of video. On a Sunday. And I mean, that's truly, genuinely, like, when you go, and it's like, it's bougie, and it's, um, the drinks are great, and the bartenders are all friends of ours, so they're great, of course. Um, it is, uh, I don't know that I'd be there on a Friday night, but a, a homosexual Sunday gets me. <laughs> no, it's it is kind of it's the place to be. Oh, see that sounds fun. It's That's... the place to be. You wouldn't understand because you live in North Carolina. I know, unfortunately. Wah, wah. There's no such place in the state in the great Target no. no. state. No. North Carolina, bless it. Did I completely ruin this? No, no not Thank at all. you guys so much for this. So, and one uh, last thing before we completely sign off, we want to thank uh, Bethany Borden of Outhouse Games. Oh yes! Dragons and Expanded. Oh, I'm so excited. Which features a good friend of the show? Uh, well, a friend of the the people behind the show and of the show itself. She was our drag correspondent out in, um, was it LA? Mm-hmm. In LA for DragCon. Miss Jess Ketting. Yay! Yes. yes, I know who that is. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. I don't so, know her personally, we, but I do like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were, uh, I, when we were getting the music put together, um, Bethany, who did our music for, uh, not only this show, but for the, our regular Flame On podcast, uh, she was like, I, I know this drag queen, or I just, I just met this drag queen. That'd be perfect to do the, to do uh, some vocals for her. Do, nice. She's like, I'm going to get back with you in a little bit. And then comes back and she's like, yeah, so the, uh, which I think actually that was the, there was one other one. And then she came back and she's like, actually this, um, so I got, I, I got this, this drag queen. Her name is Jess Ketting. And I'm like, um, yeah, we know who that is. You're like, we know, we're aware. <laughs> yeah. So there's um there's actually the the version of it that that plays at the beginning of this episode, and then there is a longer version. All right, extended did, version. That, exactly <laughs> the remix. Break it, break it. Longer is not always better. <laughs> Am I right, girls? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> so a big shout out to Bethany for uh, putting the music together, and a big shout out to Jess. For, uh, Bravo. for being our voice Bravo. of Drag is the New Spandex. Yay! Thank you guys so much Thanks for, for having, having me. Really. Happy that we could drag her in while she was in town. That was very much an honor, and I appreciate it. I love you guys to death. And I'm uh, so happy I got to meet you. You're great. Uh, that's so awkward. You're great. You're great. Girl, <laughs> honey, I 
I have to say, I haven't seen you since the last interview, and I keep I'm, I keep talking to people about you, but I never see you. So obviously, you're homophobic and transphobic, <laughs> and obviously, now that she's part of this crew, that you are afraid of females. So just saying, you go out and enjoy your time at Ember, but you can't escape my love. You can't hide from me or lock me out of your heart. That could never be the case. No, no. Grace I will lie. not be ignored, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. Divine Grace talks about oral all the time. I love oral. She talks about me. There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing I love more than black oral. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, audience, I'm not gonna lie to you. We don't know when we're coming back, but we'll be back eventually. <laughs> we've got some. We've got some guests that are. We do. Uh, no, no. Out. You're gonna find. You're gonna hear. Oh, wake up. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? He's like, it's Savan. I've got a camera. Come here. We're going live now, girl. Go away. <laughs> no, because it's about time you all start filming this shit. Oh, God. We're going we're gonna to do some video very soon. <laughs> we, have a couple of, we have a couple of guests that we've, uh, we've talked to and we've lined up. Oh, I see. So you're just keeping me in the wings because you're terrified of what I might do visually. I see. <laughs> who have you brought in that would be just delicious visually hmm? who is this that we're talking about are you talking about Darcel? no why are you laughing I think she would be great with that ladies and gentlemen I'm going to go before I get a, a brick through my car I just paid that bitch off no are you laughing at Chantel Richet who I think would be gorgeous on film why are you laughing? Well, just to tip our hand a little She's bit. She's a friend of mine. How dare you? We've talked about possibly doing our own bit of a transformation video. Oh, like, so now you're making fun of trans people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, with, a, with a certain somebody getting put into drag for their first time. Which obviously wouldn't be me, because... Don't cut corners! Or... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking in yeah, the Don't cut order, Why don't we or... call a shemale tranny? That seems to be what you people are doing. I've got to get out of here. This is so incredibly offensive. You guys are putting together a video show called Shemale Tranny. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, colored folk shemale tranny. Coming up next on Colored Female Tranny, Darcel. How dare you? Oh my god. Even if I did want to work in this town again, I couldn't. I no, couldn't. I, no, you had nothing no, to do. I don't, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. <laughs> no, no, if that's what you want to do, that's great. That's I just can't be part of it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on uh, let's be real. The next issue of Shemale Tranny. Colored <laughs> <laughs> Shemale Tranny. Come on, get it right. Get the name right. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll see you on Flame Bob, probably. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you.
If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.